This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. And good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is uh, Evangelist Eric P. Walton, Brother Walton, Eric, whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me late for chow. All right. And uh, take your Bibles and go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 2. I am so excited today. All right. You say, what are you excited about? You get a million dollars? You get this? You get that? No, man. I'm excited about God. Amen. I'm excited about Acts chapter 2. I've been studying it for a week, two weeks. And uh, um, this is a series of messages dealing with baptism. Amen. And I'm really interested in baptism. There's a whole lot in Acts chapter 2. So normally I would start in verse 1 and just go through where there's like 49 verses or something in the chapter. 47. And so we're not going to do all those. We're going to start at 36. And we're going to go down because we're really interested in baptism. And uh, while you're turning there in Acts 2, 4... It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or known languages as the Spirit gave them utterance, okay? In the next verses, they'll list the different languages uh, or tongues they were speaking in, all right? So that is baptism with the Holy Spirit right there. They say filled, all right? And you are only baptized one time with the Holy Spirit, and you stay baptized. But filling of the Holy Spirit may have numerous times, all right? And uh, King David, when he was with Bathsheba, I'm just using this as an illustration, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm using this as an illustration. This isn't uh, uh, true because of Old Testament times, but he was, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, but he was not filled with the Holy Spirit when he was willfully and knowingly committing adultery and murder, all right? If he was filled, he would have said, he would have repented and turned from his wicked way. Same thing with us when we're doing sin, we're doing known sin, and we are not supposed to do this. The Holy Spirit will convict us about it. Uh, that's uh, John chapter 16, verse 7 on down. Uh, the Holy Spirit will convict us about it. If we respond, we stay filled with the Holy Spirit. If we don't, we're not because we're quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit when we willfully do all these things. So I don't want to, you could go with the Spirit, uh, with the teaching about the Holy Spirit and all that, and not deal with baptism. Remember, I'm doing a series of messages on baptism uh, and, and water baptism versus spiritual baptism and so forth. And that's what we're doing. So let's read verse 36 down to 41. Uh, we'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll get to our message for today. Uh, if the Holy Spirit gives me uh, uh, leeway, uh, I'll do the other verses 1 through 35 next week, uh, or even start it today if we get that far, and so forth. But usually I have a page of notes. Usually that takes the whole time. 
uh, a page of notes usually is 30, 40 minutes of preaching. And and uh, so God bless you. Let's start reading and have a word of prayer. And we'll get to our lesson for today. I hope you're all doing all right. I'll pray for you, your legal situation, your family situation. But mostly I'll pray for your vertical situation, you and God. Everything else will take care of itself once you take care of you and God. That doesn't mean you're not going to have any problems anymore. That means that God is going to help you through all your problems and so forth. And you'll have somebody to go, you know what, we got peace that passeth all understanding when we're right with God. Amen. I just talked to a lady who's had cancer for the fourth time. She gave me a flu shot at the VA clinic here in Temple, Texas. And uh, um, I, I barely recognized her. The chemo has made her physical features on her face look so different. And I thought this poor lady that's helped so many people over 30 years of nursing, most of them with the VA hospital system, 30 years of nursing. And she's did all this and uh, four times she's had to get chemotherapy. So uh, her name's Kim. You pray for put her on your list. Amen. Verse 36, let all the house of Israel, that's important, therefore know for that certain that God has made him, therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. He's talking about Jesus Christ. This Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, this is the people that were speaking in uh, tongues or known languages, all right, over in uh, uh, the beginning of chapter 1. They heard this. They were cut to the heart. They're under Holy Spirit conviction. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Verse 40, and with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. In the King James, it says this untoward generation. I'm reading out of the ESV, uh, verse 41. So those who received his word or believed his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Amen. Praise God. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the church. Pray your anointing and power on your servant. Let me be emptied of self and all that I am and filled with your spirit leading and guiding and teaching according to your word. We must follow and worship you in spirit and in truth. The Holy Spirit and the truth is the word of God and you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free or set you free. Jesus word will set you free. Uh, I pray for all the listeners, dear Heavenly Father. I pray for jail ministry. I pray for us to see greater days ahead. Pray for uh, Brother Steve and himself. Pray for Thomas who uh, gets this stuff on the internet for us. Uh, serious uh, secure communication. Uh, pray for Johnner and uh, the people that are having strokes that he knows and all that's going on there. Pray for the husbands, dear Heavenly Father. 
Pray for the inmates who are listening to this and other people, friends of jail ministry who are listening to this. Pray that they would have greater days than behind. Pray for the prayer letter to have its effect that you want it to have and people would uh, follow your word and not the denomination. Pray uh, for our vertical relationship. And then you'll add all these things to us. I claim Matthew 6.33, dear Heavenly Father. Anoint us from on high. And uh, help us keep going for you. And teaching and preaching your word. And uh, that jail ministry will see greater days ahead than behind. Pray for Melvin and his heart. And his attitude, dear Lord, which is good. But uh, pray that he would be willing to see something. Pray about get back with your bad self tomorrow. That you would just uh, work things out for that as well. And the video and the audio would both work tomorrow. And the prince of the power of the air. That you would hinder him in all that he says and does. And uh, pray that uh, a door would open up. Where that uh, jail ministry and myself could get even closer, dear Heavenly Father. And uh, have an official togetherness. And uh, pray for uh, our wives and our children, dear Lord. And uh, as you were saying here, you were talking about their children and those who are far off. Ask all these things in the blessed name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, brothers let's uh, and sisters, let's go ahead with uh, verse 36. Let all the house of Israel. I need to make sure you this whole chapter is really about the Jews and Israel. It could be the Gentiles, but it's not. You'll look over in Romans 1.16. All the house of Israel are the Jews, all right? The descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and mainly Jacob, his 12 sons, all right? Let all the house of Israel. Earlier on, he read a prophecy from the prophet Joel, who was prophesying when this was written 850 years ago. So it's 2,850 years ago from now, all right? He was writing and, 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 and so forth. And, and Joel's prophesying in the middle of Israel. Israel to the 12 tribes. He's not prophesying to us. All right. And he says, here, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him, that's Jesus, both Lord or Adonai, Yahweh, and Christ. Christ is the Messiah. All right. This Jesus whom ye crucified, Peter just indicted them. These people directly themselves may not have did it, but you voting for people who are for homosexuality, who are for abortion and so forth, God will hold you accountable. The religious leaders of that day were saying, they led the crowd and, the, and got the crowd to say, crucify him, crucify him. We have no king but Caesar uh, uh, away from him. Uh, he said, Pilate said, I'll give you, I'll give you, you can either have Barabbas killed or I'll let Jesus go. They said, oh, give us Barabbas, the murderer. A known criminal and murderer. Give us him. We don't want Jesus. Whom you crucified. This is to Israel. Amen. We, um, I've got several other passages here to look in. You write them down. We're not going to have time for you to turn to all of them. But John chapter 19 and verse 11. Speaks to this issue. 
that we're talking about. Jesus answered him. Jesus answered Pilate. He's there at the trial. He's been whipped and beat. And uh, he's before the whole crowd. He's, he's half naked and so forth like that. And uh, uh, you would have no authority. Pilate says, uh, answer my questions. Don't you know I got po- power to release you? And Jesus said, son, you couldn't have no power if my daddy in heaven hadn't given you power. Amen. And uh, um, uh, over me. And all unless it had been given you from above. Watch this. Therefore, and this is what Jesus says in response. This is the part about where it deals with you. He who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. Who delivered him over? Annas and Caiaphas, the high priest, the head of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish government. And like I said, well, we might turn over to Matthew uh, chapter 25 and 20, where he's saying uh, he led the crowd in the chance of crucify him and do all these things to him. Amen. That's why Peter is saying to them in this sermon. This is a great sermon. It started way back in verse 14. But like I said, because we're talking about baptism, we're only going to deal with that. He said, the blood be on us and our children is what uh, Annas and Caiaphas said. And for 2,000 years, the blood of the Jews has run and filled the streets. Amen. And uh, they brought it on themselves. Be careful who you're following. Some of you are in gangs, the blood and the crypts or whatever gang it is. Get out of there because you're following them and, and the guilt of them is falling on you. I have no king and I have no God but Jesus. Amen. I'm speaking of I myself, a former uh, uh, cocaine user, alcoholic, and not alcoholic, a drug user, alcohol user, almost. uh, Well, I was addicted to several things. But anyway, that that was 45 years ago. My point being is I died to all those things when I became alive to Jesus. Amen. I died to that way of life, and I'm alive to the new life in Christ. In fact, uh, you could basically say when I got baptized with the Spirit, August 6, 79, I died to the old man and alive and resurrected to the new man in Christ. You need to say the same thing. Amen. So let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. This Jesus whom you crucified. Now we need to move on. All right. The first church. What's happening here is the empowering of the church. The people in the upper room. uh, Chapter 1 verse 15. The 120 followers there. Uh, We're told to remain in the upper room uh, until the Holy Ghost came. This is the chapter where the Holy Ghost comes. By the way, those 120 people are Jews or proselytes to Judaism. A proselyte is somebody who changed their religion from whatever it was before or nothing to Judaism. Amen. They basically have uh, adopted, which is a legal term, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a Jew now. Amen. And uh, uh, in spirit and in heart and religion. Amen. We're not talking about blood now. We're talking about, hey, I'm, I'm following their way. Amen. So those people there. Uh, um, uh, and by the way, this empowering and this baptism of the church. The book of Acts is a transitional book showing you from going from the Old Testament Mosaic economy. All right, or dispensation, household law, or household rules. All right, to the new economy, you're saved by grace through faith, through Jesus, belief in Jesus, and nothing else. All right, 
some of the things he says down here when we get to it. Repent and believe or, or repent and uh, uh, be baptized and so forth. When he says repent there, yeah, he's talking about a change of heart, but he's also talking about belief. All right. I don't need to repent about killing Jesus. Me and my ancestors did not kill him. Amen. We didn't kill him. The Jews did. Amen. That's why Peter is saying to his own people, repent. All right. Repent. All right. And be baptized. Amen. And, and by the way, when he says baptized there, he's talking about baptized with water. Because when they get baptized with water, they're going to get baptized in the name of Jesus. Now, we're told in the New Testament, we get baptized, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He made sure they understood, we're going to get baptized in the name of Jesus, Father, Son, Son being Jesus Christ. All right? We're going to get baptized in His name. Okay? That would be a big deal in Jew land way back then. Amen? Considering what they had just come through and what, what had just happened. All right? This is only uh, 50 days after he had been killed and he had come out of the grave and 40 days showed himself. Amen. By the way, again, this is a one time event. It cannot be reproduced today. Just like the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost over in uh, Matthew chapter 13. You cannot commit the unpardonable sin now today. Jesus would have to be here. You would have to be a Jew. You would have to know the prophecies about the Messiah. And you would have to willingly say, nope, we're not following him. Even though we know all these things and we can see that he is fulfilling these things. You would have to say, no to Jesus. Now you're committing the unpardonable sin. There is no repentance. There's no getting over it. Those people, uh, they've died by now, of course, because it's been 2,000 years. And uh, they would be in the lake of fire because they willfully and knowingly refuse their Savior. Amen. So we're at the time of uh, uh, the first fruits and the Feast of Tabernacles and all that sort of thing. Uh, 49, 50 days after Jesus uh, had uh, ascended, or excuse me, had been crucified. And uh, that was Passover when that happened. Now, my point for telling you all that uh, is Jerusalem right now, this is one of the mandatory, the three mandatory uh, feasts that a Jewish male had to come to. And he would normally, uh, a Jewish male of age, an adult, he would normally have a wife and kids and he'd bring them with him. Amen. Uh, the Jews did not go to church every uh, Saturday or Sunday like we do now today. Okay. They only came from where they were at. Remember, they'd have to ride a donkey, a camel, or walk. So they couldn't be going back. By the time they got there, it would be time to, and they got done, it would be time to turn around and take them three days to get home, depending on where they lived at in the country or wherever they were at. Okay. So understand them. They only came three times a year. It was a big deal. This is after harvest. That's why they say the feast of harvest or first fruits. The first fruits there, the, the crops are being harvested. Amen. And, the, and you're thanking God for this great abundance of crops and all this sort of thing. And, and we're getting the winter wheat and all this stuff in and everything. It's a big deal. Amen. And uh, so the town is probably normally has uh, 50 or 100,000 people. And now it's probably got a million Jews in it. Amen. In a second, we're going to read about 3,000 souls getting saved. About 3,000 got saved. Not 3,000, about 3,000. And I said, wow, that was, that was tremendous. It was a tremendous harvest. But 3,000 getting saved out of a million is not very many at all. All right? And him coming to the house of Israel first has a whole lot to do with the fact, and, and, and listen to me, brothers and sisters, to the Jew first 
and then to the Greek. You say, well, where did I hear that at before? Romans 1, 16 and 17, the Apostle Paul. God came to the Jews first. Amen. Because that's who all the prophecies and all this whole thing is. Amen. Uh, so we got done with 36 there. And I wanted you to, I had to say a whole lot of things to, to take care of it and so forth, you know, uh, where we're at and everything, you know. And uh, so let's go on down to verse 37 now. Now when they heard this, that we're the ones who crucified him, even though we physically didn't, they understand this concept. Daniel chapter 9, he, said, he had a prayer and he was saying, I and my fathers have done this and we're guilty, God forgive us. I and my fathers have done that. Nehemiah does the same thing in his book, in, in the book written that he wrote. All right. And everything. I and my fathers have done these sins. Please forgive us. Amen. Verse 37, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. When you go to church and you get under spiritual conviction, the Holy Ghost is speaking to your heart about you and your life. Or when you're reading your Bible, you get under conviction. Or somebody's teaching and preaching on the radio, whatever it is. Don't get mad at the speaker. Don't get mad at God or your friend or your neighbor or somebody. No, say, God, please forgive me. Watch what they say. Therefore, know for certain, excuse me, heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, they're back to 12, somebody replaced Judas already, amen? So they said to the 12, watch what they said, brothers! Alright, why are they calling them brothers? No, not so brothers like I'm a black guy and, uh, and blacks and all that stuff. When they say brothers here, they're talking about we are brothers in Judaism, Amen? So they're already saved by the Old Testament economy. The New Testament economy is coming on. They don't need to get saved again. Amen. They are crossovers from the old to the new. Amen. Remember I told you all a little while ago. This can only happen one time and now. Amen. Now in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 is a book of the history or the, an account, uh, accurate account. That's what Dr. Luke is doing. He says, I'm, I'm telling you exactly what happened. You can be assured of what I'm telling you. This is how it all transpired when they transitioned. Acts is not a book for you to get doctrine from. Acts is a book for you to get the history of the first church. Amen. Any doctrine or teaching you get out of here has to be taken. You got to be very careful with it. Amen. Like it'll say down here, baptize in the name of Jesus. Well, that isn't how it's supposed to be. Is Paul, is Peter just saying that because he's just emphasizing that they're going to get baptized in the name of the Father, Son being Jesus, Holy Ghost? Or is he saying get baptized in just Jesus' name? I go with the little translation. He's just saying in Jesus' name. That is not the way we do it in the church now today. Amen. But we're not in this transition period and we're not Jews only and we didn't crucify the Messiah. Amen. Alright, so 37, they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Question mark. Amen. And you know, you say to yourself, we murdered the Messiah. Amen. And the Holy Spirit convicts them of it. It's, it's John 16, 7. He's convicting the whole world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. Sin, not sins, the sin of unbelief in Jesus. Amen. Because they're going to start believing in Jesus here in a second. Amen. All right. They already do. That's why they're cut to the heart when Peter said, you murdered him. He's the Messiah, and he's the Savior, and he's the anointed one. And, 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 and. He is it. Amen. All right. So the sin of unbelief, uh, uh, righteousness, we, we're not right with God. And then and then a sin, righteousness, judgment. We're going to die and go down. Brothers, what do we do to get out of this judgment? 
Watch what Peter tells them to do. What shall we do? By the way, that's what you ought to be asking. What shall we do? Only seven minutes left. Okay, we're way down here. Verse 38, And Peter said to them, Repent! Repent means change your mind about Jesus. When he says repent here, he means two things. Change your mind about Jesus and believe. He'll say it later on, but he's, he's, he's really meaning it here. And repentance is a, a, a change of heart. Now I believe in this instead I believed in that. Now I believe in this. So when he says it, repent and be baptized. They're not doing it yet. He's telling them to get baptized. The water baptism. Now when they receive him and they believe, they'll get spiritual baptism, which is the main one, amen. But they're being obedient believers baptism now amen in Jesus and remember for a Jew getting saved this is a big deal a Muslim now today getting saved uh, I was living in Japan a Japanese getting saved and getting when they get saved the family doesn't do anything they're mad at them but when they get baptized they disown them the daddy officially tells them you're no longer part of our family you got baptized in, in Jesus name and, and you're a Christian and we're, we're done with you you're dead to us it's a big deal Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Amen. Only through Jesus can I get forgiveness of my sins. Amen. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What does the Bible also say? Amen. Uh, um, Oh, I can't think of it right now, but he is the propitiation or the satisfier to God the Father in 1 John chapter 2, uh, the satisfier of our sin debt bill. We have a bill from a list of all of our sins, and, and that's what Peter's telling him. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you do believe this and when you do these things in your heart first and then outwardly, the Holy Ghost will baptize you, and then later on, you'll get water baptized. Later on, maybe five minutes, an hour, or whatever. It was two weeks for me uh, that I got uh, uh, water baptized. So let's skip down to verse 39. For the promise is for you and for your children. You notice, amen, five minutes. Uh, um, the promise is for you and your children. And for all who are far off, they need to get saved. You need to tell your children how to get saved. And you need to tell the Gentiles or everybody else who hasn't heard how to get saved, how to get born again. Go ye therefore and make disciples by uh, going, by baptizing, and by teaching. Amen. And he's telling them, go do that. Who are far off, everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. He's called, it's not his will that any should perish. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. This is not limited atonement. This is unlimited atonement. Amen. Anybody who wants to get saved can get saved if they'll just receive and believe in Jesus. Amen. So um, verse uh, 40. Um, whom the Lord calls to himself, verse 40, and with many other words he bore witness. In other words, written down here in Acts chapter 2 doesn't tell you every word he said in the sermon that he preached to them. Amen? Alright, and we ought to take note of that because sometimes we'll read something and we'll say, well, every word they done it. Every word God wants you to hear which tells you the general tenor of the sermon and the message. Amen? Uh, 
and continue to exhort. Exhort is encouraging by teaching you the word of God and so forth. Exhort or build you up in Christ. I do that by preaching, teaching, reading, praying, and going to church. Amen. Exhort them saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation or perverse generation or wayward generation. It depends on what tra- translation you got. I don't know about you. I want to be saved from that wicked generation. Verse 41 here, so that was the message. Here is what happens as a result of the sermon or the preaching. So those who received or believed his word were baptized. All right. We don't know how many are there. It's going to be about 3,000 people got saved. Understand something. Peter, Peter preached the absolute hardcore, rough, mean, tough message. The truth of God's word. You're murderers. You murdered the Savior. You crucified Him. My job is to teach you the truth. God and the Holy Spirit's job is to add to the church. Amen. What do I do? Make sure I'm preaching and teaching the truth. What do you do? Make sure you're with somebody who preaches and teaches the truth. Amen. And you stick with them. Follow me as long as I'm following Christ. Amen. To every preacher out there who's got a church. Oh, I got I to gotta say this so I can get a bigger church. I got to say that. No, you just preach the truth. And God will add to the church. Thank you, brother. So they received the word or believed his word and were baptized. And they were added that day about 3,000 souls. Amen. How many are added today? While you're listening to this message. And they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. That's what you do once you get saved. The teaching of the Bible or the apostles teaching. The teaching of the Bible. Fellowship. I fellowship with Steve and other Christian people. That's the guy over there uh, uh, reading, uh, uh, recording this. Breaking of bread. We have food together, amen. It's talking about the Lord's Supper specifically, and we pray together. We prayed about a family or a couple before we started this message. I prayed when I fellowshiped with y'all when we started this message, amen. All right, that's all I got for today. Write me some letters if you got some questions. Now I'm going to lead you in a prayer. The prayer does not save you. The prayer just says, God, I want to get saved. That's what saves you. I believe that Jesus Christ, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me and paid my sin debt. All you got to say is, I believe. And I mean it from my heart. And then we see you do these other actions. Amen. That's, that's signs that you did really believe. Amen. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for your word. Pray for these young men and young women listening to this. Those who are incarcerated, those who are just friends of the ministry listening to it. And we pray, dear Heavenly Father, we'd not just be hearers of the word, but we'd be doers. I pray that everyone listening to the sound of my voice is not saved and not sure. They say, God, in the name of Jesus, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, if you said that and you mean it, now go get baptized and keep reading his word. God bless you. We'll see you next week and we'll try to do the rest of the chapter then. God bless you. Thank you for your time. In Jesus name. Amen.